Yo, 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 welcome back to Business Casual. I'm your host, Miles Brown. Um, from the last show I did, I wanted to put a another situation out that kind of cleans up the thought pattern in the last audio for people who are more artistic. So what I've done is created a poem and I had AI help me do this. And one of the messages that I want to leave with people is all of this artificial intelligence is being looked over by human hands, but artificial intelligence in the hands of a believer can be amazing. Just like Artificial intelligence in the hands of a satanic person can be devastating. But Yah is greater. Much, much greater. And here we go. Within life's chess game, a tapestry of strife, our moves can harm the minds weak in their life. They doubt possibilities, cry out in despair, yet we must rise above, show them we care. Oh, he's cheating, they exclaim, seeking new rules. Their disbelief blinds them like stubborn fools. But let us not falter, for our faith stands tall. In Yahweh's presence, we find strength in it all. For Yahweh's grace has brought us this season near with Christ's teachings of faith that conquers fear. Through mountains seem vast, impossible to ascend. With the mustard seed of faith, miracles transcend. Let us thank Yahweh for Atmos from atoms, tiny and true. For even with little faith, will find our breakthrough. This life is not solely about wealth or fame. It's about love, compassion, and leaving a lasting flame. So in this chess game of life, let us play our part. With kindness, empathy, let love fill every heart. In the face of doubt and adversary that may arise, we'll make bold moves and find beauty in life's surprise. Miles Brown and AI. Peace. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to Business Casual. I'm your host, Miles Brown. And um, today I want to talk about the nerd economy. And one of the things that mixed business with relationships is the fact that if you are a nerd or have been a nerd or know a nerd, you understand that these are some of the smartest people you've ever seen. And some of them specialize in things that are off to the average person, but could be great significance in the STEM and like engineering and all these different uh, sciences and, and, and technology, 
where they're innovative in such an amazing way. And what I want to say is that there's no color in the nerd economy. Nerd economy, people understand that you're quirky, I'm quirky, we can work together, and hopefully that clicks, and we create something amazing together, and it's all business. Nobody's trying to get over on anybody. Um, But one of the things that you find in the nerd economy, just like you find in any economy, you find the man darkness. Dexter's complete adversary who wanted to sleep with his girl, well, his sister, and would do anything to, like, upstage Dexter at any chance he could get because he was even nerdier than Dexter. And so then there becomes this weird evil genius side to the nerd economy economy. and then you have the other side of it that's more just we just trying to chill watch a little anime and create a business off of a freaking app or something or an idea and invent some ish and collect royalties for the rest of our lives. And it's like, people want to bust down a brick in the streets, but it's people busting down paths. That's nerd economy type of stuff, like stuff that gets you royalty rich. Where they find out you invented or you own some stuff that they like, oh God, I use that every day, or I use that frequent. You own the, the, the use, the utility of that thing? Yeah. Like, meeting a person like that out in the wild is rare. And that's why nerds have been shamed so much because really people are afraid of how rare you are. They're like, oh, my goodness, I've never had passion to delve into something I'm passionate about to the point where I manifest that thing in real life. And really it's just a testament to to Yahweh fearfully and wonderfully making all of us completely individual. And those who embrace the individuality of who they are and become the best versions of themselves with Yah at the forefront of their life that person leaves a positive impact on a deeply tragic world. And that light alone keeps the energy of this place in perfect balance. And we know that Yahweh is in control because he reigns on the just and the unjust. So... This is an encouragement to the people who may not have ever embraced the nerd uh, part of themselves, but I know I have struggled with it at times, but the allure of creating Trump 
what I thought people would feel about me. Because at the end, you have to live with yourself. And you and Yahweh, y'all have to walk your own individual paths towards one another. He never leaves us. He's always here. But where our legs wander determines whether we're close to him or far. It's always up to us. We can pray anytime we want. And speaking for myself, I pray about what I want so much more lately than just thanking him for who he is. And I have to get back in alignment with my praise because he is my father. He is the one who leads my day. He's the energy that powers me to get through the good, the bad, the ugly. He gives me the wisdom from the word to show me that this life is a vapor and it's a blade of grass and it'll be here today and gone tomorrow. And what we think is 80 years is really like eight seconds because a day is a thousand years to Yahweh. So we have no idea the infinite gamble we're playing with when we flirt with sin. And the Father, he will look away for a season, but one day he will give you over to your lasciviousness. And I know for myself, sin just feels like this thing where, like Paul says, it's a thorn in my side. It's like, I hate the fact that I'm going to want to do this. That flesh is going to want to remind me what it feels like to go against the will of the Most High. The flesh is going to remind me every second of every day. And our spirit man has to be built up strong enough to be able to say, no, I'm forging ahead. There's a reason this body has to be a burnt sacrifice. There's a reason that the spirit has to empower you while the flesh eats itself alive. Like starving a fat person and forcing them to lose weight. The sin, it hurts. It's painful to lose a lot of weight. Just like it's painful to lose a lot of sin in your life. It's going to cost you something. And you're going to have to change how you ingest sin. You have to have no tolerance for it. It has to become like puke in your mouth. And the devil can put so much cake around that little piece of puke to get you hooked back on evil, on sin. And for some reason, we just keep falling back into these system loops, but we have to understand that we're walking in the matrix and that we can't get caught in the fake. The fake is literally the matrix, and if you get caught up in that, you cannot see correctly. And it's completely easier said than done, for sure. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm just very thankful that... I've been put here on this earth to convey the Father's goodness in my life. You know, that's what I believe this podcast is. It's just like showing that no matter the ups, the downs, 
you know, um, it never really ever can stop or separate my love for what the Father has already done in my life. And I know that there are things that are coming in life that are just going to be rock'em, sock'em. But I truly believe, because my trust is in Yah, that He will guide me consistently through every obstacle. And all of these people who want to treat you like a toll, so they collect the fee. The thing we have to remember is, is those those things that are collecting fees from us, they're stuck there. But we're we're moving through the toll. And hopefully you never have to go back through that pole, that that toll again because you've learned your lesson and understand that sticking on the straight and narrow and going where the father is going is much better than getting trapped in that loop. Until next time. I'm your host, Miles Brown. Peace.